on today's Midcourt Madness, we are three weeks away from Selection Sunday. Uh, Kentucky and North Carolina are firmly on the bubble. And just yesterday, they revealed a top 16 kind of preview sort of thing here. Um, so we're going to talk about all that right after this. All right, Biggs, let's kick it off. Like I mentioned uh, yesterday, they revealed the top 16 teams if the tournament were to be selected today, basically. And so I'll go through it quick, and then I'm going to have you kind of give me a, your biggest takeaway or biggest takeaways, if you have plural. Um, so in order, uh, the one seeds, Alabama, Houston, Purdue, Kansas. The two seeds, Texas, Arizona, Baylor, UCLA. The three seeds, uh, Tennessee, the top three seed there. Tennessee, Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas State. The four seeds, Indiana, Marquette, Gonzaga, and Xavier. Biggest takeaway, Biggs. Um, I mean, the obvious one is that there's a lot of Big 12 teams. I was just about to say, five, five for my count? Which, five, big, five Big 12 teams. Which, Kansas. if you're someone who roots for chaos, which I think we are, I would love that because they always do this. They make this effort to not have it possible that conference teams could meet before the Elite Eight. Well, if you have five of them and only four, you know, quadrants of the bracket there, there's always going to be a chance that a team, two teams from the Big Twelve, would meet in the, in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that's not even factored in. I mean, TCU. I would bet if they went to, like, a top 20, TCU would probably be in the next. Like, they're probably tracking to, like, a 5 or 6 with a chance to move up because, you know, they've taken a number of losses here in the last few weeks without Mike Miles. And if he comes back and they start playing well, like they – I mean, they just they, they hung 100 yesterday on Oklahoma State. You know, he comes back and they start playing well. Maybe the committee moves them up thinking, well, some of their losses that they took without him are not – reflective of the team that TCU's got. I mean, there's a chance you could be looking at six Big 12 teams in the in the top 16. Now, I, I don't know. I doubt that'll happen, but there, I'm, yeah, I'm it's a lot it. of Big 12 teams. And, and yeah, I mean, the committee, this is just something that you don't see very often with this level of, level of top heaviness. We could potentially have Big 12 matchups and rematches in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the tournament bracket has to play that way, but... You know, we, we do see this occasionally, conference matchups in, in the tournament. And Well, there's one two years ago, and it was I remember it was between USC and Oregon, I want to say. Yeah, in the, in the, and, in the Sweet and 16. We, yeah, and we had looked at it, and I had kind of, not debunked it, but I had basically created a way that they wouldn't have had to have that, have that happen. Remember? I vaguely remember that. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like, like the Pac-12 isn't like the Big 12, where it's like they have a ton of teams that like, Right, there, there may have been three Pac-12 teams in the tournament. Yeah, exactly. So there's no reason to have those two teams meet in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Usually, usually for it to happen, usually, I mean, we'll see. I feel like once a year you'll get you'll get a conference rematch. But usually, what it is is it's like the 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 one team that was seated like, you know, nine, and another team was seated like four. Yep. You know, and nine beats one, and four gets to the Sweet 16, and so it's a four versus nine or something something obscure. You know. This one, it could be like if it goes chalk, two versus three. Can, can, Kansas versus Kansas versus Texas would be the one and two in that one region. I think if it if it holds up, right? Yeah, uh, Kansas. Yeah, it would be. Who was the Who was the third number one? Was it Alabama? E, no, Alabama is the number one overall. That's uh, right. Okay. Well, where's Purdue, Arizona? Purdue, Arizona is a two. That's kind of my big takeaway and. Granted, I don't watch a ton big? of Pac-12 games, but um, what? It's your big takeaway of Purdue, big takeaway. Arizona. Big well, takeaway. people on the court at one time. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> my takeaway. Uh, and again, granted, I don't watch a ton of Pac-12, but I was kind of surprised to see Arizona ahead of UCLA. I guess maybe it's just my simple-mindedness, and granted, they're both two seeds. But Arizona ahead of UCLA by two spots. I was kind of surprised by that. And But then looking at it, I see um, – they have played once this year. 
at was that at Arizona and Arizona one by six. Yeah, yeah, that, and you know, and so. to be honest, I I don't remember how many like I, I don't think UCLA's resume is like as ironclad as I think Arizona's got more good wins, winning in Maui, they beat Ariz, uh beat Indiana, um, UCLA's non conference they didn't get a lot of great wins. They lost in their chances against like they played Baylor I think and lost. They played Illinois and lost. Like their only real great non conference win is at Maryland. And they beat Kentucky too, so they get a couple of okay wins. I think I figured it out. Uh, UCLA is four and four in quad one, as opposed to six and two for Arizona. Yeah, so that's yeah. probably why, right there. The only reason. There you go. Yep. Except uh, in the net rankings, which you know kind of uh, drive these quadrant records, is um, UCLA is actually fourth. Arizona is only eleventh, so it, it's kind of weird that way. It is weird. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, they'll probably play again here. And again, we got three weeks or two weeks left of the regular season. A lot of this stuff will change. I mean, Tennessee. Do you think they're going to stay this way? I mean, they lost yesterday to Kentucky, and they've been they've been kind of talking about trending in the so, wrong. So yeah, they must. And they yeah, they would have obviously lost after these were released. So they're definitely you know, best case scenario, they're like the last number three seed right now because they started off yesterday as the top three seed. Right. Who are the other two seeds again? Read them off to me. It was, uh, it was Texas. In order. In order. Texas, Arizona, Baylor, UCLA. So sticking to two com- two conferences there. Yeah, and I'm trying to think which I mean which which number one seed feels the least likely to hold that number one seed and which number three seed do you think can maybe crack into that one seed range? You know, and this kind of this could kind of shoot off in another conversation, but hasn't Purdue lost a couple games recently? They have. They've taken a couple. I think they've lost two in a row. Yeah, and so that's where um, they have lost. And not only that, three out of their last four. Those losses against Indiana, Northwestern, and Maryland, all on the road. Um, but no, I can see Purdue, and they they kind of did this last year, where around like December, early to mid December, they were considered the top team in the country. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the year, they're like a three seed, I want to say, for the tournament. And so they're kind of trending down here, Biggs. We're not in, we're not in that segment, but I'm just going to say they're trending down. Yeah, they are. They, they seem to be. I mean, I think there's only been maybe two teams that haven't lost a couple games in a row at some point over the course of the year. And so it's like, I, I don't know. I, nothing about their last few losses changes the way I feel about Purdue. I tend to think that if they win the Big Ten by multiple games, they're probably still a one seed. Right. Um, but they have Indiana coming up here, too. Yeah, which is a big one. Now, that's at Purdue, so that's at home. Yep. That'll help. And, yeah, I mean, that's – I'm trying to remember what my own, my, my actual question was. Who's uh, who, who, who that is most likely to drop a little? You're right. I think it might be Purdue, just because I don't think Houston's going to lose at all. I think all it takes for Houston is probably one loss. Yeah. Right? If they if they drop one of these games to Memphis, maybe because their conference sucks so much, and unlike some of those other teams, I think Houston's got that quad four loss to Temple. That's not good. That's not great. Yeah, that's that's like one one of these things is not like all the others kind of thing. Um. That's one of the best strategies in multiple choice uh, tests, by the way. If you have no idea what the answer is, just pick the one that is least less like the others. Pick the one that seems, yeah, the most random or out of place. Exactly. Yep. Or, hey, you know what? I tell my students, just when in doubt, just guess C. Yep. You know? Is that still and, a thing? I think so. And then I would also imagine that you tell them that, but then also when you create the test, just never have Zero C be the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It, it, it. That's gotta be interesting in today's schools because I feel like maybe that started when we were in like you know junior high and high school, and now the the people who are creating tests now are like our age of people, if that yeah. makes sense. And so they they know these cr- tricks that they use that students used to do. So I'd I'd be curious to see if test scores are going down now. Like twelve years from now, it's just like guess A. 
It's always a. We, we don't have the patience anymore to try to come up with four bad answers. Like we're just putting <laughs> we're putting that first one right there for you. Well, it's like basically. Well, it's like um, people always say that uh, whenever there's some sort of like a tragedy or something that it kind of that like bad students and bad things kind of follow. And so you think of like COVID a couple of years ago, and so people are gonna be like, oh, these bad students is because of COVID. Well, maybe it's just because the teachers making the test know all the tricks now. John, it sounds like you're blaming teachers for COVID. That's what that sounds like right now. <laughs> We've got an entire generation of kids now who probably don't know how to conduct themselves, behave themselves. They're all idiots because they've lost out on, you know, COVID. It's it's disrupted, what, two school years at least? Two half yeah. school years? Whatever it is. I will not take the, I will not take the fall for this. That is all. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I don't expect you to, but um, your students seem to be performing very poorly. So, not in Brandon, South Dakota. We've got great test scores. <laughs> Do you? Yep. Who, who's who's creating and grading the test? South Dakota. And we actually do. So we actually score. do score very high. Our math scores okay. off the charts. Which what's what's the median income after they leave school? Great question. That I don't know. Well, I, I do know this. I do know this. Because it one. is like pe- people will try and say it's not all about money. Um, to those people, you're wrong. Those are people usually that have no money. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I will say this: we have a we have an incredibly high rate of students that like go to college. I don't know if that that's like something, but we also have an incredibly high rate of students who drop out of college. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> That's kind of just like going to going to college just to say you went to college, right? It does feel like, like that, doesn't it? It's like you can stay, you can do, you can work at a factory mill for all I care, and you can make a good living. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, col- to, the college you know I mean? thing, I I do tend to think that is that that way of thinking is starting to flip right. the other way, where it's not necessarily like yes. a, you have to do this now to exactly. So no, I just that was a fun stat that I that I used earlier this year with my kids. Was you know because I I teach a college prep. English class now. This is my first year teaching it, but I'm like, hey, you know, we're going to do things maybe a little differently because, you know, I want you to actually be prepared. So if you are going to college, which all of you are in this class because you want to be, that you don't drop out right away. It's a way to do it. So, suck it. You're just changing the world, Biggs. You're just changing the world. Trying to. Should we uh, get off of our newest segment where we talk about the merits or not merits of going to college? I suppose. Okay, perfect. Um, where were we? We were talking before we got on our COVID rant. Um, we were talking about Purdue, how we think they're most the most likely to drop. Did we get further than that? I don't remember. I don't think so. So, who do you think has okay. the best chance to crack into that mix? To be the one seed, to if one of these teams drops, yeah, there have to be four number one seeds. That is true. Just like there has to be sixty-eight teams in the tournament. Um. I would guess, I would say Texas is the clear guess here because they're the, the top two seed. Uh, but I'm not going to go that way. Uh, I just think Baylor just has the highest ceiling of those. So I'm going to go with Baylor. I'm glad you brought up Baylor. Um, I was watching Baylor. Did you get eyes on Baylor, Kansas yesterday at all? I did not. Um, I have something I want to say before you get into yours. Um, it's kind of a two-part thing I want to say. Number one, my boy T-Squared is back. But also, I discovered we have been mispronouncing his name the last year because it's not Chamwa Chachua as we thought it is Chamwa Chachua so I apologize to my boy T-squared for mispronouncing your name. Yeah even the TV broadcast continues pronouncing it Chachua Did I? Yeah I, I was like hey you're doing it wrong and they just whatever. Remember uh, like the twins back in the day they had Matt Guerrero the relief pitcher who would come out of the bullpen or yeah. whatever and then it, it was Guerrero it was get, get, or, okay Guerrero Guerrero and they would just Dick Bramer was like, no, I'm just going to keep going with Guerrero. <laughs> That's fine. It's got Have you ever watched uh, Parks and Rec? Yeah. Is it, is his name Gary, but is supposed to be Jerry all along or the opposite way? I think his name's actually Jerry and they call him Gary the whole time. Gary, okay. Is that it? Might be the okay. other way though. But yeah. It, okay. Yeah. Absurd. I, I love those just mini storylines. They kind of just bring They do a nice job of show. that. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what makes a great <laughs> TV show. Yep. Those secondary characters a lot of the times are, are great separators. Yep. Um, Baylor, I, I was watching Baylor Kansas last night, and Ooh, they lost by sixteen. Yep, 
blew an opportunity. Baylor was yeah. Baylor was absolutely cooking in the first half. If you were to watch Baylor in the first half, um, most people, I bet, if you watch Baylor in the first half, you would have said, this team's going to win the national title. They have the best three-guard attack I've ever seen. They are incredibly fun because they have three guards who can just make shots. Like some of the shots that Keontae George was was making were he would come across half court and like on like a drag screen in transition would pull up from like, I mean, it was like good, like five feet beyond NBA range. I mean, he was just casting. It, wow. Sounds like it. So, well, are you sure it wasn't Caleb Love? Yeah, I was going in. So it wasn't Caleb Love. <laughs> okay. Um, Never mind then. And, and I mean, like the, the thought, the whole time, I mean, Billis and Shulman were just like orgasming about it. They're like, oh my God, these Baylor guards. And, my thought the whole time was like, I, I don't want to rain on the parade a little bit, but I, I, I kind of felt like I, I'm going I'm to equate it a little bit to our freshman basketball team in that our, our freshman basketball team has, we've, we've got good athletes. We've got kids who, you know, the, the, we've got an athletic group as a whole, generalizing, right? And coming into the year, like they've got, they're 14-year-olds, but they've got a lot of bad habits. They don't block out very well on like on, on, on rebounds. They don't, um, fundamentally, they don't make great passes. They don't play off of two feet when they drive. They're a lot like Caleb Love and RJ Davis, where they'll drive in and they'll just kind of throw up crap. And so we've been trying to consistently all year been saying, Hey, this is going to catch up to you. We can't keep doing this stuff. We can't, we're not going to be the bigger, stronger, more athletic team. Every time we've got to be the more, the more sound team. We've got to do some of these other things. And we kept winning because we're playing crap teams. And now lately in the last couple of weeks, we've started playing good teams. We've played some Sioux Falls teams with, with bigger, stronger athletes. Harrisburg was just a town right next to us, bigger, stronger athletes. And some of those things are catching up to us and we've lost because we can't just out athletic people. Right. And I feel like Baylor a little bit, you watch them play and they, and they just, they, they score, they score well, but they take terrible shots. They do not run good offense. It's the three guards, and they just dribble around. They dribble, 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 and they jack threes. And in the first half against Kansas, it's like, this team's the best team in the country. How can you not think that? And I'm thinking, eventually this is going to catch up to them. And, and, and when you're that person, when everybody else is excited about the team that's really exciting, and there's the one person who's being the fly in the ointment being like, nope, going to catch up to him. Nobody likes that guy. And nobody yeah, remembers right that now. guy when that does eventually catch up to them. But I just want to say, I think it's going to catch up to them earlier than you expect. I think they're going to, they're going to play like, I could see them playing like NC state in the second round of the tournament or something, a team with like other decent guards. They, they have trouble with North Carolina based teams in the second round of the tournament. Right. And they just, they take, they take terrible shots and it's it, it, when they're hitting the threes, when, when they're knocking down some of those stupid 30 footers that they take that are like contested without a dribble or a pass into the, or without a pass into the offense, boy, it's fun. Cause it looks like it's an NBA team, but in the second half of Kansas, they got absolutely blown away and their offense was absolutely trash because Kansas got a little physical with them. They stopped making the same crap shots that they were taking. Like I, I'm worried that that's going to happen to Baylor way sooner than anyone thinks, because all they look at is they see they fall for the, they got they got guys who can make shots and they got shooters and it's it's about guys who can make shots and it's like but they don't they don't run good offense and I've I've watched like all year now I've wanted to be in on Baylor like at the beginning of the year I was like I bet you Baylor's gonna be the best team in the country I have a feeling they're gonna be yeah, really good yep. and every time I watch them I just kind of want more like they've got talent I just they don't they don't run anything good and so yep. um, I worry I, I I think you're right I think there's a chance Baylor could move up to one. I mean, they play Texas, I think, on Monday. And, and, and like, my whole thing is just, like, I think that they do have that high seed. They do. I, I would agree based with Based on, especially that first half yesterday. Yeah, that, um, and that's and that's perfect evidence of it. And they've been playing good yeah. ball lately. So, I mean, it's not like they're some garbage team. I, I think they're going to be – I think they're a good team. I guess I'm looking at it just strictly from, like, a, a very narrow lens of, is this one of the three, four, five best teams in the country, which is what the standard that I kind of had for them at the beginning of the year. And I've just been disappointed by it. All right. Yeah. And just to your point, you know, they're up 45 to 32 at halftime yesterday and they got outscored 55 to 26 in the second half yesterday. So not good there. Um, what was I going to say? 
So who do you think has like the best chance of jumping into a one seed then? Or you know, let, let's change the question. Out of those, out of all those teams, or you could pick a team that you might think will jump into the top four seed conversations. Who do, who do you think is gonna? Who do you think has the best chance to move regardless of seed? Uh, well, I would have said to to answer your first question, I think maybe. I mean, it's probably one of those Big Twelve teams. You're probably right, Texas, just because they're a they're fifth, but also because that's the easy. I I, I eliminated that option in my response. Yeah, I, I would I, agree with I'd you because, because they you play so many good Big Twelve teams. They're gonna just they could potentially pile up so many wins. I'll say Arizona. I mean, they're six, so it's not like exactly going out on a huge limb. But if they if they continue to win, they run the table. They beat UCLA and whatever whenever they play them again, and then they go and they win the Pac-12 tournament. I mean, how many losses does Arizona have? They have like, aren't they like twenty-one and four, or twenty-two and four? I mean, they have like four losses, which is, you know, pretty good. Yeah. We're looking at like a thirty and four type of record. So, and and obviously that win over Creighton that continues to get better and better as Creighton plays good ball. Yeah, and I think on, on college basketball did one yesterday, kind of talking about basically exactly what we're talking about right now, and I think they mentioned that, and I can't find it here, but I think they did like almost like a next four type thing as well. Huh. So they basically reveal, actually reveal the top five seeds. Um, but We're such a soft I generation. Heard, Can we just reveal the I top know. four? Do we have to give everybody yeah. a challenge? Why, I know. Why, why stop there? Why don't we just reveal a whole bracket? But I think Creighton was one of those teams. Okay. <laughs> yep. So I was doing one of those logical <laughs> fallacy things right there. Where it's just, but yeah, oh it's God. like, yeah, we're going to do the top four, but then we're also going to list uh, the next 47 teams. The, <laughs> exactly. In order. So you'll know the whole, the whole bracket yeah. as it stands right now. <laughs> um, nice. So Creighton's dragging to a five seed. I like that. So there's, there's a couple big East teams in there too. Um, nope. Who can move at all or who can move up? I don't remember. Who were the three seeds again? It was Tennessee. Tennessee, who lost yesterday, it was Virginia, Iowa State, and Kansas State. I will say, after those two, I feel like there's kind of like that point of demarcation after the two seed. Yeah, it feels that I way. I feel like there's a little, I, w- I would a think, I would maybe, there. I could maybe see Virginia jumping up and Tennessee moving down. I don't know. I mean, I don't really care, though. The difference between a two, three, a two seed and a three seed, I mean, I guess we've seen 14 seeds winning at a higher rate than 15 seeds, but even that now, doesn't yeah. it feel like a 15 seed beats a two seed? Darn near every, every year. other year. I say every other year. Yeah. So there's so yeah, you definitely want to be a two seed this year. But do you want to be a one seed? I mean, it's it's approaching the five year anniversary of a team losing as a one seed to a 16 seed. But then following that up with the national championship the next year. Yeah. Does Virginia want to be that one seed again, repeating history? I guess it means they could win the national championship next year. That'd be kind of cool. What if they became the first team ever to lose two times as a one seed, as a one seed to a sixteen seed? That'd yeah. be something else. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Frauds. They they almost did it that year. They won it all. They, the, they, the very like, next year, they were down at half. Weren't yeah. They someone. Yeah, I think Gardner so. Web maybe. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who else though. Who, who else do you see as like a moving up potentially one of those fourth seeds or three seeds? Anybody? Um, I don't think I, I, like I mentioned, I don't, I think like there's kind of that line after the two seed. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, like, you know, we talked about them. They're so up and down and they just lost yesterday. So. I, mean, I don't think they have all their dudes right now either. I think something's something's going on with them with like, a they're not playing well, but like the injury standpoint, like they didn't have Julian Phillips yesterday or Josiah Jordan James, and it feels like it's been a lost year for Jordan James. Like he's been he's been in and out all season. It seems like with like an ankle thing, but like I don't know if they don't have those two guys, it's like, what are we even doing? Tennessee's just yeah. they're in trouble. So yeah. if they get those guys yeah. back, they're obviously dangerous. As a three or four seed, I mean they've they've got they've got the defensive ability to to go and lock you up. Which of course they you know after we shit on them last week, they go and they beat Bama, um, which was not surprising at all because the way they play defense, they'll have a chance. I just think with the way they play offense, they'll also have a chance to lose to anybody. Yeah. Um, who are the I'd next say four? if there were who are the who are seventeen through twenty. 
I would have to find it. Okay, so so you knew it was Creighton. It, who do you think? And, who, and, who who else was probably in that mix? I'm trying to think. Um, TCU, I bet. Yeah, Creighton, TCU. Uh, UConn. They've fallen off so much too. Yeah, they just got to win. Yes, uh, St. Mary's maybe. Although I bet you the St. Mary's. I think computer numbers. Although their computer numbers are St. Mary's might have. The resume. St. Mary's might have. It might have been St. Mary's. Now that you mentioned. Okay. Was one of them. Um, and I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of just pulling up the actual rankings. You think Miami would be that high? No way. Possibly. Well, let's just go through the rankings here. I, I'm just on the actual AP top twenty-five. So, okay. tell me when there's one that isn't in the top sixteen. So, Bama, Houston, Purdue, UCLA, Kansas, Texas, Virginia, Arizona, Baylor, Tennessee, Marquette, Kansas State, Gonzaga, Indiana, Miami is the first one that is not in this top sixteen here. Uh, Xavier, they're in, right? Yeah, they're. Yep, Xavier's they up the there. Yep. Uh, St. Mary's, so Miami, St. Mary's, Creighton, and then UConn would be the next one, and then there's San Diego State and TCU. Um, so it's probably four of those teams. Yeah, I'm just looking at even just looking at Ken Palm stuff. <clears throat> St. Mary's is eight. Creighton's ten. Uh, Maryland is somehow sixteenth. That's uh, there's no way they're going to be that high. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe like San, maybe San Diego State could be in the mix. I guess if they win the Mountain West, Man, that seems like a stretch though to put a Mountain West team that high. I don't, I don't see that one. What was Gonzaga? Were they a four seed? Yeah, I think they were fifteenth overall. So what region is that? I'm trying to think. That would be the two seed. That would be. Uh... It'd be with Kansas, Arizona, and Kansas State. Kansas, Arizona, Kansas State, and Gonzaga. That could be a fun Sweet 16 game. I would, yeah, a Kansas-Gonzaga Sweet 16 game. I'd love it. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd be here for it. Yeah. That would be uh, hashtag intriguing. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, I'm struggling... I'm struggling to find like that middle and doesn't it feel like this happens a lot though? Like every year it feels like like the top two or three seed kind of lines are, are really secure. And then it's like, I feel good about like, I feel like every team after that feels like ah, they shouldn't be a four seed, but they, they should probably be like a six seed, <laughs> but it's like, someone's got to be a four seed. So there's always a four seed that, that you're kind of like, really? Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously that's why the five twelve and the six eleven matchups are such sexy upset picks is because those teams are flawed. You know, they're teams that probably are like 22 and 10, you know, their records aren't great. They've lost enough where you're like, yeah, I can see them losing because well, we've seen them lose, literally seen them lose 10 times this year. (laughs) So I don't know. I I think UConn still could probably crack into that group. I know they've lost a bunch, but like, it feels like they're playing good ball again. It feels like they've kind of figured themselves out and, um, I think Xavier could drop out just because I guess I just keep waiting for Xavier to lose some games because of, because of Fremantle's injury. Like they're just not playing at a hundred percent, but they, they kind of keep finding ways to keep winning. So they, they are really, really good, but the big East is also really good. I man, I just, the big East might be my favorite conference this year. I know the big 12 is I like, feel like loaded. The big East is very good, but not for the reasons I feel like we talked about earlier during our preview. Cause like, I don't think when we were doing our conference previews and you told me, Hey John, tell me why the, the big East is going to be good this year. I would not say Marquette, for example, you know what I mean? But they've been very good. Yeah. I would have said Villanova. Cause like for the big East to be very good, Villanova has to be very good. They haven't been right. So it's kind of just been a surprise of a season for the big East. And I'm here for it. I am too. Yeah. And I mean, just the, 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 the aesthetic, of the teams that are good. Like Marquette is a, is a fun team to watch. Xavier's a fun team to watch, you know, uh, Creighton obviously is a, is a fun team to watch. UConn, same thing. Like, I think that the, the style of play, the games, when they play each other, they're, you know, they're, they're competitive, but they're also kind of, they get up and down. It's not like, you know, I think sometimes the, the people that don't like watching the big 10 and sometimes it, it does become a bit of an eyesore. I mean, it's just such a slog sometimes big 10 basketball games. You know, final scores are like 57 to like 54, which 
oh, I like watching a defensive effort sometimes, but again, it's, it's kind of the variety. I don't want to watch nothing but 97 to 95 games, and I don't want to watch nothing but 55, 52 games. It, it, it's fun sometimes to get that variety, and like the Big East this year has been that. I feel like there are some teams that can really put, put points on you, and there are some teams who can win gritty. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Creighton or UConn move up just because there's going to be opportunities. The Big East tournament's going to represent a bunch of opportunities to get good wins. So I could see that, but I think that's probably enough on that, on that top 16. Let's uh, let's move on. Yeah. So bit. let's get into what we think are like the five through 12 seats now. How about that? Ooh. Okay. I'm so kidding. we're going to seed the whole time. I'm tournament. kidding. I'm, I'm actually kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Who are the 16 seats? Uh, I actually just pulled up joy brackets. Uh, we have, uh, Alcorn state versus uh fairly Dickinson as a play in game. According to him. Okay. We have Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Is that what it is? It says T-A-M-U-C-C. Yep. Okay. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, we have Ryder. Uh, Ryder. Don't even know her. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, Moorhead State Howard as another playing game. Yes, please state. All right. <laughs> we each got one in. Perfect. That was good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if only what do you think of those sixteen seats? We're, then we're really, then we're really cooking with gas. What's uh, what would be the final four of like, like one seeds of those types of names? Morehead State, Ryder, I mean, Long, Longwood. Longwood has to be in there, right? They're the number one overall seed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we need one more team. High Point? No. It's getting there. Idaho. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh. oh shoot! So, what else do you want to get into? Um, and I, well, I think I told you this pre-show. Um, I have no show notes. I'm shooting for the hip here. I, I don't either, to be honest with you. I watched a, I watched a couple games yesterday. I, I mean, that, that Kansas Baylor one. I had my most thoughts was just the Baylor, the Baylor thing. I felt like I had to get off the, that off my chest. Was that don't. Don't drink the Kool-Aid as much as people are going to say. Everyone's going to obsess over the three guards and like blow their wad over how good the three guards are. We know they got good three guards, but I, I don't know. I, I, I just maybe this is my maybe this might be my basketball bias that I'm that I'm discovering. You know, we always discover more stuff. The more we the more we watch things, the more we live, the more we learn about ourselves. And I and I certainly have basketball biases, and there are there are just certain styles of play that turn me off. And Mm -hmm. while Baylor is a very talented team and they're, they are objectively like fun to watch from a shot making ability. I hate watching teams that just come down and dribble, 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 Jack threes. Um, all right. Enough of enough about Baylor. I'm sorry. I'm done with that, but it's a Baylor. Let's see. Indiana beat Illinois in a, in what was Baylor? Don't even know her. Uh, Michigan beat Michigan state. There were, there were some interesting kind of like bubble civil war, civil war game. Yeah. Is Michigan kind of back in like the, is Michigan, you you got the Joey brackets thing pulled up. They are nowhere to be seen. They are not first four out or even next four out. Shot. Let's go through the bubble here and see if we want to talk about any of these. Two. Where's Michigan state. Point. Are they in the tournament for sure? Cause their record I'm looking at. Uh, they're not that good. They're 16 and 10. They are actually a seven seed. Yeah, see, that's just. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'll reveal the. So, ooh, let's do another 16 team thing. I'll do the on the bubble. The last four buys. So, these t- teams would not have to play a playing game Nevada, Boise State, Memphis, West Virginia. Kind of a uh, kind of mid major centric there. Um, last four in. So, these are the play in games Kentucky, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Clemson. And he actually has Kentucky, North Carolina playing each other. Dude, that, once there. that gets updated, that will not be the same anymore. Clemson. Yeah, they lost. In the, they lost to Louisville. Oh, yeah. They're done. Clemson's dead man walking. Sorry, you know Clemson. you know what I think happened? They they were very good, but North Carolina ruined them. Yeah. Yeah, they broke Clemson. Yeah, we did it. We should get a bye just for that. You beat a tournament team. That's our tournament exactly. win. <laughs> First four outs. Mississippi State, USC, Oregon, Charleston. Kind of Pac-12 centric there. Next four out, New Mexico, Seton Hall, Utah State, and Wake Forest. I feel like Wake Forest keeps falling too. Are they are they trending up? 
Well, they just lost to Miami. Okay. And like that's the thing. That's not – I wouldn't call it a bad loss. No, it's just – it's a missed opportunity. Exactly. You know. Yep. Um, Read those ones to me again. Which ones? It was was Oregon, USC. Mississippi State, USC, Oregon, Charleston was the first four out. And then New Mexico, Seton Hall, Utah State, Wake Forest. Who do you think could play themselves in just based off this? Well, in those 12 – you named 12 teams there total, right? Um, 16. 16. No, 16. You named Boise State, you named Nevada, you named Utah State, and New Mexico. So a quarter yep. of that 16-team bubble is Mountain West teams. Yep. I think at least two of those teams get in. And currently Nevada and Boise State. Are- <clears throat> okay. Um, New Mexico is definitely dropping like a rock right now. They have they were like, weren't they like 17-0? Yes. And now they're 20-7. So they're kind of like Drake from a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, they're, they're really falling off a little bit. Utah state got a good win yesterday. I, I don't remember. I think they beat Nevada. So, um, yeah, I think a couple of those teams get in. I was, I was surprised when I heard you saying Oregon, they are first four out. That just blows my mind. They're 15 and 12. I, I, and I know like the wins it's about, it's about who have... you've beaten, but my God, right. Yep. They've got 12 losses. And they're being considered. How is that possible? So have, They've lost to Utah Who are their Irvine. big oh, The anti They lost to Utah Valley. They lost by 27 but, to Colorado. But who? Okay, they beat they beat uh, Arizona by 19. They beat Arizona. That's a, that's a nice win. That's by far their best win, though. Like, their next best win is Nevada? As it either to say that or USC, but yeah, yeah, UC Riverside. I mean, what are we doing? How is this Oregon team? What am I? What am I missing? They're Nike. Nike must be paying the committee. Yeah, and look, I mean, I've always been. I mean, I'm Mister like Oregon guy. Every year, I think Oregon's going to be legit, and then the last couple of years they suck. But I don't know. I'm miss. I'm missing something there with Oregon. I don't, I don't really get that one. No. Um. USC is probably, I mean, they're nineteen and eight. I think they're probably they're probably they're interesting. I'm trying to think, who do they have left on their schedule? Because I feel like they've played UCLA twice already. They still have Arizona. And they have. They do. They do have Arizona and Utah. Um, that's a that's a those are, you know, they got our guy Boogie, and so well, yeah, they've got opportunity because and like you got to think if they can make a run in the tournament or the Pac-12 tournament, you know, you got to think that they're probably beating or playing against in Arizona. So they have that opportunity again. So are uh, Arizona state and Utah both in the tournament right now um, or kind of in the mix? Cause those are the next two teams in the Pac-12. Both teams have decent enough records. They're both ahead of Oregon. Utah is nowhere to be seen. Interesting. Arizona State, uh, they're nowhere to be seen, but kind of in his write-up. They're kind of, I love how they do this. Lurking. He has all this last four buys, last four in, first four out, next four out. And in like his intro, he kind of talks about how Arizona is close to being next four out. Like, thank you. But let's just let's just rank all 353 teams in the, in the, in the nation. That's the thing. Like, let's just can we get let's just get Norlander in here and have him do the thing where doesn't he rank all three hundred and seventy teams or whatever it is like at some point before is the he year actually? starts? Like, just have him do the whole tournament. Yep. Why stop at sixty teams? Every... Why don't we just rank all the D one and D two teams? Yeah. Let's just have every single college in one tournament have like five thousand teams. Yeah. Uh, who do you like on the bubble? Anybody in particular that uh, that gets you intrigued? I thought you were going to be like, anyone who has not named North Carolina? Um, no, I know you like North I don't Carolina. Know. <laughs> you can't say North Carolina. <laughs> uh, as far as one who I think could boost their stock, um, you know, I'd probably just have to go with... I see Mississippi State. I just noticed them. Like We were talking about them at the start of the year and how we were kind of excited for them. They're another one that started undefeated for um, a really long time. Yeah, I got to I gotta see how they're doing here. Let me pull up their schedule here. Because they have... What's the coach? Is it Jans? Is that Chris Jans? Yep, that's Chris Jans. Okay. And it's weird. Like, they had this stretch. 
December 20th through January 25th. So about a month there, they won one game. And I'm not joking. They went one and they started off 11 and 0, and then all of a sudden they were 12 and 8. So that's a stretch of one and seven, basically. And then they kind of got it going again. They beat TCU, and since then they've won six out of seven. Um, so it's like if you take out that one month, which obviously I know that month happened, but if you take out that one month, they are one of the best teams in the country, just based on record. Um, so I'd say just the fact that they're kind of trending up again in a very large way after trending down. And when I say trending down, it's kind of like the equivalent of literally falling off a cliff. Um, so they basically went from falling off a cliff to kind of like rock climbing to get back to the top. Yeah, they're like they're like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible too. They're like, they're like, yeah, that's basically they're like doing the rock climbing thing, but they don't have any gear. They're just like, let's just do this for fun. It's like, yeah, exactly. What's wrong with you? No, I I would say just the tr- like they're trending up at a very fast pace here. So I'd say they have a good chance of playing their way back in here. And and like the last four games of regular season: Missouri, Texas A and M, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Not tough. Um, so have a chance to just pile up some wins here, and then yeah, maybe they can beat. Um, in Auburn in the SEC tournament or something like that and really boost their stock. Missouri, South Carolina. Texas A&M, Vanderbilt. Um, you know, like three of those four teams are actually above them in the SEC standings. Are they? Vanderbilt is 8-6. I, 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 know, I know Missouri and A&M would be, but I'm surprised the other two are. Vanderbilt is 8-6. and six. Okay. They've won five in a row. The doors are cooking. But, yeah, but that's... that kind of goes back to, you know, we can't just really look at the standings because, you know, like I said, they started off one and seven in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've been playing better here lately. Um, Exactly. Why is Kentucky so low? Like people, I feel like the rhetoric around Kentucky is like, people talk about Kentucky, like they're like seven and 17. They're 18 and nine. They're third in the SEC. Are they as bad as like, you know what I mean? Like everybody talks about Kentucky, like they just suck balls. I wonder. Let's see who's their best win. I mean, they they beat Tennessee twice. Excuse twice. That's their best win. Um, yeah, that's probably maybe that's maybe yeah. that's why. Could be because and like they've had other opportunities. They they had the opportunity against UCLA, Gonzaga, um, that Michigan State one that loss i guess michigan state we just talked about this yeah they're they're okay they're not um, great but yeah, yeah you're right right they've kind of failed um, the tests exactly ucla bam and, and, and that's the thing they got, like, they got the, the season... ship, like they got piss pounded by alabama that was probably yeah. maybe that's what it was and, and i'm i was like simultaneously talking myself into why kentucky is better than people say but also i'm looking at back now at some of these games like they also lost to south carolina it's like ooh, that one should count as yeah. two um, from a quad standpoint, they're four and seven quad one. See, that's that's not good. That, that's not, not terrible. Like God awful. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's not oh and whatever that North Carolina is. They do have a quad four loss. Probably and South I know Carolina. Those, yeah, yeah could be. I know oh those God. those are not looked on with much respect. Now them too, though. I mean, they've got they've got Florida. They've got Auburn, they've got Vanderbilt, and then they're at Arkansas to end the year, which is, I think Arkansas is a team that has just kind of sneaky been, um, Nick Smith is back. I wonder they're, if Arkansas They're a 10 seed been... at the moment. Huh? They're a 10 seed at the moment. Oh, okay. I thought they were in like the last four in thing. Nope. Arkansas, okay. you're talking now. Yeah, Okay, Arkansas, okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking Kentucky. Um, no, 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 no. Okay. I think Kentucky could play themselves off of that bubble with a with, if they if they go three and one four and zero oh in that stretch, which I think they could. I mean, they're not playing a ranked team in there. I think all those teams they at Arkansas will be a good test. Um, but they're they're at home against Auburn, at home against Vanderbilt, at Florida. I think I think you win those three. Yep. I don't know. I could see Kentucky kind of playing themselves off the bubble. I could also see the committee members being people too, being like, hey. How do we juice the shit out of these ratings? Let's have North Carolina play in Kentucky. Like I think there's exactly. a there's a realistic. I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't tune into that? You want to you want to spice up interest in that Tuesday uh, pre tournament little appetizer? Uh, let's get two of the biggest brands in the sport going head to head. Yep. 
If North Carolina loses that game, do they miss the tournament? Does that count as a missing the tournament thing? Nope, they're in. They made okay, it. So in they can't. House. They can't make history then. In that case, what would, it, what would be the history? Well, no one seed has ever missed the tournament. No team rank uh, number one has ever missed the tournament. One. Do you think they will make the tournament? Gun to your head. That'd be really weird if there was a gun to your head being like, "Will UNC make the tournament?" But I, I think they will. Okay. Um, I would say if I were comparing my worry about it this year compared to last year, or even compared to the year before that, um, this is by far my most worry just at this point in time that they won't make it. Yeah. Um, but no, I do think that they will end up making it somehow. But at the same time, I'm not excited about it. They're they're just not good. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you're right. They're just yeah. not very good. No. Yeah. That's my that's my analysis of North Carolina. Usually, my analysis of them is like you know a lot better with backed up by statistics. Hey, can they do this? They my, have to do this kind of thing. Hey, they, you know we've seen right. them do this. Maybe they can get back to doing this kind of. It's like yeah, they're yeah. just not very good. Yeah, they're just not good. And it doesn't make any sense. And I hope Armando Baycott has a nice enough experience over the next couple of weeks that he wants to come back. Even he, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going on it. I think you remove one or two guys off of this team and you, you put in some new guys and I think the team is just way different. Yeah. It's like easy thing. No, not doing it. I'm about to go down that rabbit hole. I'm Sorry. Oh, let's just, let's say this. They go, they're at NC state. They're at Notre Dame home. against. That, that's today. This is like that NC State game is. Is it a must win? It it's one. Well, they they might have like only three or four more quad one win opportunities, and this is one of them. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know what Duke is in like a in a quad standpoint, but I think you've got two obvious half two wins at Notre Dame and yes. at Florida State. Those teams suck. If you lose those games, that kills that you're out. Yep. Yeah. You said road games? Those are road games? Those are both road games. They're at NC State, at home against Virginia, and at home against Duke. Those are three kind of swing games that are, like, tough, right? I feel like you have to win two of those three, and then you have to win the other two for sure. That's four and one to end the season. Yep. That's what you have to do. I I would agree with that. And you know what will happen somehow? They'll They'll go three and two. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then they'll somehow – well, they never beat Virginia, except for last year when they owned Virginia. But, like – well, they were and like they were in control the first half against Virginia without Armando Baycott yeah. earlier this year, and then the second half just happened. Yeah, I think you got to go four and one because you're sixteen and ten. That would get you to that would get you to twenty and eleven, which is man, woof. Yeah, not good. And then you probably have yeah, to we'll, not lose in your very first game in the ACC tournament. Which would be against someone yeah, shitty. Yeah, so I mean, they're at a point they'll probably, if they did like that four and one, they'd probably slot it into like anywhere from five to eight. So they'd have like one. They wouldn't get the double by. They'd have one by. So they'd basically start in the round of eight. Right? No, they, no, they'd start in the round. They'd have, they'd have four available games in the ACC tournament from that. Um, right now they're ninth in the conference. Man. Yeah. So yeah, if they went four and one, they'd get bumped up into like. Anywhere from five to eight, I'd say. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Clemson might never win um, again. I mean, God's my God. Clemson. North Carolina broke them. And, and and the committee should factor that in. North Carolina broke That should Clemson. be worth a seed line bump. Exactly. Take us off the bubble. Or just put <laughs> us in in general. Yeah. Just give us the one seed. That's all we ask. Yeah. Oh No, I don't want to be another one seed that loses to a 16. <laughs> That's true. We Which would too. we could. Yeah. Boy. Anyways, I, I I said like five minutes ago we're not going down this rabbit hole, but we we've done it. I know. We've done it. I know. I'm sorry. Usually <laughs> I usually, usually you're the one that leads this charge. I kind of baited you into it. Yeah, I know, and I hate hate you. For sorry. It. Okay, let's. Uh, you want to do some, some scrolling? I was just about to say let's scroll. And let's see. I know one of the games today. What time does that game? Is it noon? noon? Yeah, it's a noon game. This might. Let's just not even say it. We've already said that it's going to happen because if we say it, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. 2 p.m. Houston versus uh, Memphis. That's watchable. Although this pod will be out after that game. So heck of a win by uh, heck of a win by Houston, really securing that number one overall seed. They are going to be ranked number one by the time this podcast comes out. Also, go. a sneaky one, Drake versus Belmont. I just about to say Belmont Drake. Um, Iowa Northwestern. 
Oh, I just saw Oregon, but I clicked on Belmont because I wanted to see what Belmont's been doing lately. They're 19-9. and nine. They've actually uh, assimilated nicely into the Missouri Valley. I thought they would struggle more than more than they have, and they've actually been pretty good. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Ryder against Quinnipiac. Uh, opportunity oh. bump themselves up to that 15th. Quinnipiac. Yeah. Look out. Big opportunity for them. Uh, that's about it on Sunday, though. How has how Ohio State been so bad? And don't just say because they're not good. That's probably the, have, that's probably the best answer. Yeah, they just. Suck. I, I need to look, I need to look at something here because they are. Yeah, this is still a case. They have no. Okay, no. They have won two games this calendar year. So since January first started, and one of those two wins is literally on January first. They have won two games in twenty twenty three. They're they're terrible. Yeah, Big Ten play has not been yeah. kind to them. Um, no. I don't know. I I'm, I haven't watched them enough. I've, I've watched them a few times, but like they just they do dumb shit. And, and part of that is they they rely a lot on a couple of freshmen. They rely on a, a number of guys who transferred in. And I see Sensaba is leading scorer for a lot of their games. Actually, he is, and during but the, like he's the only guy who like can. I feel like he's the only guy who can like go and create a shot. Like he gets. He's the only guy on their team who, like, they'll throw the ball to him and be like, please get us a basket. Like, a, a lot of their yeah. – like, Sean McNeil, a guy I really like. He's a shooter. Yeah, he's just a shooter. He needs to run off – he needs to run off two or three screens to get himself a shot. Um, You know, their point guard that Thornton is, is, a, is a really promising freshman guard. But he's not a great – he's not a great guard right now. You know, I think he'll be okay. Zed Key is, yep. a, is a solid kind of garbage man big. But, like, God, you're playing in the Big Ten where – is he one of no, like he, six 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 seven? Yeah, yeah, and he's is he one of the ten best big men in the in his own conference? I mean, maybe not. So, yeah, it just it feels like it's gotten weird there, and you yeah. keep you hear more and more about Holtman being a candidate for some of these other jobs. It's like I, I love Chris Holtman. I would, I would take him as my coach. I mean, Ohio State's had a really good run here the last few years, but um, not this season. So we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Monday. Let's go over to Monday. Yeah. Uh, not great until eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. We have Minnesota at oh, Illinois. I just about to say <laughs> that's how we're so. That's why we're so good we're at this. We're so we, connected. We are going to make the obvious joke, but we both both make it at the same exact time. Got, the actual eight o'clock game that you need to watch, though, uh, Florida A and M versus. I Alabama. knew you were going to do it. I was going to do it. I was like, no, <laughs> he's, he's going to he's going to do it too. Did you know that that's like you drop you John. you drop the uh, arts and mechanical from those team names and that's a pretty good game. <laughs> you know what's great about this is they're pl- you know where this game is going to be played at? Normal. N- normal Alabama. Normal Alabama. Nothing normal about Alabama. <laughs> okay, the actual eight o'clock game: Mississippi Valley State versus Prairie. <laughs> Okay, Kansas TCU. Uh, That's going to be a good one. I hope so. TCU absolutely boat raced Alabama earlier in the year. Remember that? They won by like 25 at Kansas. Yes. Um, every time that happens, I just kind of – So is Mike Kansas. Miles back? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, he's, got, he's back Miles now. And they put up 100 the other day on Oklahoma State. So okay. That could be yeah, good one. I Especially so. it's at, at it's at TCU. Yep. Um, TCU is probably feels disrespected for basically being called a five seed. Um. Look out for them. Yeah. Honestly, besides that, though, I don't know. Oklahoma State, West Virginia at 6 o'clock is a couple of Big 12, like, bubble type of teams, I think. Oklahoma State I, might I be love, safe, which is weird. I love this team name I'm seeing here. Do you see who uh, UT Rio Grande Valley plays Whoa. at 630 that night? Do you even want to win the that Southwest, game? Uh, the Southwest Assemblies of God. That, that, means, that seems to indicate that there are multiple Southwest Assemblies. <laughs> True. So, like, do they just all team up and form a, a squad? Do you think there's also a Northwest Assemblies of God? It's like the it's like the Church League All Stars. <laughs> I'm expecting nuns to be playing in this. Oh game. my gosh, Sister Jean's the coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, Louisville Duke an opportunity to knock Duke out of the tournament. Maybe I can't believe that's like the prime time ESPN game. Like, I can't believe they don't flex that out. Like, why would anyone want to watch? that shit not even this isn't even like ducator coming out right now louisville is terrible why would anyone want to watch that basketball game 
It's like, hey, yeah, that's why to, you have to find be... a way to showcase Duke getting a win. Exactly. That's the only reason. Same why thing Saturday doing. night against Syracuse. Like, no one's going to watch that game. And look, of course, Duke's going to look good. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. So annoying. All right. Let's go to Tuesday. Good, good, good action here. We have. Yeah, there's some good ones. Tennessee A and M or Tennessee Texas A and M, Baylor Kansas State, Villanova Xavier, Miami Virginia Tech. Yeah, that's three. That's three pretty good ones right in that six o'clock window. Yeah. Mississippi State uh, Missouri. Buy some more TVs so you can watch all these no games. No kidding. Akron Toledo. Watchable. Seven thirty, and then you. Seven thirty, Marquette, Creighton, Iowa State, Texas, Indiana, Michigan State. That's three pretty good ones. And then end off the night with Colorado State versus San Diego State. I think Colorado State kind of sucks. Did Last they? year that would have been a fun one. They they didn't take well to losing David Roddy. No. But there's like no what seven pretty watchable games there. Tuesday's a pretty good night. Tuesday's a big night. All right, let's go to Wednesday. Big Tuesday. Wednesday, there's definitely no shortage of games. Uh, North Carolina, can you lose to Notre Dame that night? Yeah. Um, like if, if they're going to miss the tournament, I hope they just lose on Wednesday night, just so it can end it at that point. I, I can know. Just do it that night. Yep, yep, I'm with you. Providence-UConn? Watchable. Absolutely. That might be the best game of the – that might be the best game of the evening here. I know they're going to hype up the Kentucky-Florida. Like, I don't – I don't know why. I don't know if there's a team that I'm more bored by than Florida this year. Like, I see Florida playing, and I'm just like, I have just zero desire, really, to watch them. And I know their their record isn't very good. Like, they're just kind of like, they're just so blah, and they're just boring. I don't I don't know. what it, I've got a very bad attitude about Florida this year. Yeah. I see 8 o'clock, Wake Forest, NC State. Wake Forest, a team that need, needs to pile up some wins here. Yeah, I need to watch NC State more, too. The only time I really watched NC State, I haven't seen them very much, and admittedly. like The only game I really feel like I remember was when they played Carolina that first time, and, and Carolina, that was probably their best game of the season. So yeah. I, I need to see more of NC State. I know they got the three really good guards, and they've got the big man who's just, he, he could be like the poster child for your massive man. Um, I need to see them more. Ooh, I just picked up my phone here, Bix. Um, I have an alert. Um, Mick Cronin does not take too kindly to being ranked eight. He said he's going to, this is a direct quote from Mick Cronin, going to try not to laugh at the number one, number eight ranking. I hope he, I hope he doesn't have to try too hard. I mean, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> I love the overreaction. Yeah, that is, that is a little absurd. It's like, calm down. Yeah. Just once I want to see one of these uh, coaches be like, you know, we probably don't deserve to be ranked this high. I would love that. That'd be hilarious. Be like, yeah, I can't yes. the committee actually put us up there. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe he's like, you know, we should actually be like a three or four seed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't overreact. Maybe he is actually being Like, I'm modest. laughing at how stupid they are for putting us at two. We're not one of the eight best teams. <laughs> yeah, we suck. <laughs> and then his players put put that quote up as like bulletin like board bulletin material. We're going to prove our coach wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, New Mexico at Boise. That could be a uh, loser leaves town matchup. Well, and by town I mean the tournament picture. Well, it could also be a loser leaves town cuz if New Mexico loses, you know, they're the road team, so they would have to go back. In that case, the loser is leaving the town that they played in, you know. Yeah, and also Boise State's following game is at San Jose State, so they could be literally just getting on a plane and heading to San Jose. <laughs> So it could be both winner and loser leaves. Both town. teams leave town kind of matchup. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Thursday. Thursday, usually the leanest of the well, Friday's kind of a lean evening too. Thursday is usually like a Pac twelve kind of night. Gross. Gonzaga. Um I'm contractually obligated to just say Gonzaga in some way or form. They always play Thursday. Like Thirsty Thursday, definitely a thing in Gonzaga, probably. Michigan Rutgers, something, some small piece of me is just like wondering if Michigan is just kind of, kind of lurking. You know, like I wonder if they beat Rutgers, are they are they in the bubble mix again? Michigan is that way, kind of like Syracuse is that way, where they kind of just sneak into turn. Yeah, they just don't time. die. You yeah. know. No, I'm here. They're with a little you. cockroachy. 
Well, there's that year where I, I can't remember who the coach was at the time. It wasn't who's the guy before Howard? Beeline. Beeline. Yeah, they ran the table in the Big of, Ten tournament. Exactly, and he was kind of doing something, and then he was yep the plane crash. He's doing the Jim Beheim. How how are we not in the tournaments that he does every year? Yep. Um, and then they actually play themselves. They literally played themselves in the tournament by winning the Big Twelve. Big yeah, 10. they had to play the Big Ten tournament in like practice jerseys because they like didn't have their stuff or yeah. whatever. And then yeah. they got hot. Yeah. Illinois Northwestern um, didn't see Northwestern as the number two team in the Big Ten. My guy Boo Booey, I, I noticed you didn't respond at all. He hit the game winning shot against Indiana, and you just you were silent. I was asleep. And I texted you Boo Booey because he, he made the what, game what, winner. What, like, that man is amazing. He's a treasure. One of my least endearing qualities is if I get texted while I'm sleeping, a lot of times what happens is I'll look at it in the middle of the night and I'll, I'll grab my phone. I'll grab my phone. I'll see it, but I won't respond because I just want to put my head right. back on the pillow. 100%. And then I completely forget about yeah. it. So that's what happened. Okay. So you're not a Boo Booey hater? No. How could you be? <laughs> Northwestern Illinois, though, uh, I would say that's like a that I would classify that as watchable. Yeah. UCLA Utah, kind of weak, watchable. Kind of, I'm just gonna say it. Oh, I was just about to say it's a week night, but now I see a civil war game. Idaho versus Idaho State. Whoa. Yeah. Is Cal State Bakersfield versus Cal State Northridge a civil war game? Because there's like 200 Cal State schools. Uh, I'll give it that. UC San Diego versus UC Irvine, another one. Long Beach State, UC Santa Barbara. UC Davis, Cal State Fullerton. Busy night in California. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of a sick name for a for a gym, though. Cal State Fullerton's gym is called the Titan Gym, which is in Fullerton, California. That's actually kind of badass. I, I have a better one. Do you know Hawaii's gym name? Stan. <laughs> Stan Sheriff Center. <laughs> I do like that. Do you think that is... Um, Stan. Like someone who is a quote Stan for sheriffs, mm. or was there someone named Stan Sheriff? And if there was, was that person also a sheriff? He was just a deputy. <laughs> okay. I shot the sheriff, but I uh, did not shoot the deputy. Right, you heard that song? Um, yes. Oh, Eric Clapton. I'm an old soul. We have Xavier, Seton Hall. Seton Hall, another team that's kind of on the bubble there. Um, yeah, that's another one of my teams that I'm always like thinking they're going to be good, and then they end up sucking. That's Seton Hall kind of sucks yeah. this year. It's kind of a weak Friday night, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, it's always Friday nights are always kind of yeah. like this. Richmond, VCU. Maybe. Yeah. No. No. Maybe. All right, let's go Saturday. Saturday is a good day. Um, Creighton, Nova, Oklahoma, Iowa State, UConn, St. John's, TCU, Texas Tech. I'm literally just read the four top ones on the as the day starts there. Um, Texas Baylor at one. We have Arkansas, Alabama at one. Okay. I'd say those are some good ones. Yep, kind of gets weak again. Oral Roberts, South Dakota State. That's probably the top two teams in the summit, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Virginia, North Carolina. That'll that game will lack some points. North Carolina plays three times in the next seven days. NC State on today, Notre Dame Wednesday. Virginia Saturday. Yeah. No, they haven't played since Monday. So like that was kind of their probably That's true. like their last kind yeah. of, Hey, here you go. You get a break because now we're, we're hitting you fast and furious. That might be a good thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I see Indiana Purdue. Yeah. That'll be the prime time game, right? Yep. 630 on Fox. Fox. St. Mary's Gonzaga at nine. It's a meaty day. That is. But uh, it's also San, it's San Diego those, State versus New Mexico. It's also not one of those like all the good games are basically done by three, like we've had a few times this year. It feels like it's a very well like balanced day. Spaced out. Yeah. You know? Like there's that stretch where Va Tech is playing Duke at seven where it's like, all right, this is now where I can maybe go get dinner. I can kind of take it easy a little bit. Like, I don't need to, I don't really need to watch that one because you know, those teams will suck. 
But the yep. rest of the day is kind of there's, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's. So yeah, that is your this week's slate of games. Do you have anything else, Biggs? I do not. I think that's a it's a great slate of games, John. I think this is this might be like the the last week of the regular season for some of these. Some of these mid-major teams, because don't don't mid-major could be yeah. start up here pretty soon. Some of the small conference ones. Yep. So yeah, and like on our next show, we might be talking about previewing some of those mid-major tournaments. That is insane to think about. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sad. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, it just leads us closer to the tournaments. Right, which brings us yeah. closer to the start of next basketball season. That's true. So we're always looking forward. That's right. Especially with this season, like I'm just not into it with North Carolina sucking. Yeah, it's been a little tough. It's been a little tough to get yeah. as in, as into it. Is that selfish of me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it isn't, but do I care? Absolutely not. No. Nor should you. Yeah. Lesson life. Be live selfish. your own damn life. You know, other people can look, live their look own. Look out damn life. for your own best interest and fuck everyone else. All right. On that note, let's get out of here. Bye.